And he kind of despised her at that moment. She was dead. How can you defend that man? Not Speak true. up for yourself. <laughs> I'm going out to this cupboard. He's scary right now. <laughs> Welcome to the Books and Bumrolls podcast. I'm Paulette. I'm Juliette. Uh, so today we're doing House of Mirth by, again, Edith Wharton. Yeah, this is our second uh, novel yeah. by her. Uh, it was her first, no- not her first novel, but her first great novel. Like, she was recognized after ha- writing uh, The House of Mirth. Oh, when did she write it? 1902. I think she started writing it in 1902 and it was published in uh, 1905. She was in her early 40s, I think. Uh, is it set in the early 20th century? No, I think it's in 1890, around, oh. uh, around that. Okay. And maybe even, like, it's close to the time uh, yeah. it was published. Because it was far. later than... Uh, the Age of Innocence. The Age of Innocence, yeah, for sure. Sure, because we see the uh, Nouveau Riche now starting mm. to get their way, now it's starting to climb in the social ladder, kind of, not easily, but it's doable. And I think people of the age of innocence are uh, Mrs. Peniston, the aunt. Yes, exactly. That's I think her so. generation. Oh, so this is, for you, this is the first uh, read, right? This you... is the first read of The House of Mirth. I don't know why I thought I read it. I didn't. Maybe I started at some point. I read it a long time ago, and uh, it was really striking first time. This time, I just enjoyed it, and um, I think I was less taken by the character of Lily Bart. Which I was oh. first time. So were you? No. She, uh, I don't dislike her. I don't like her. She's frustrating. She She's is. She's such a frustrating character. And the thing is, this book wrecked me in general. It wrecked the hell out of me. I was outside when I finished it in the bus. And you and cried. I, wanted, I really wanted to cry. You and then cried I cr- on the bus. <laughs> I didn't. Thank you very much. I have some dignity yet. You weeped. Yes, I weeped. I weeped for Lily Bart. It it wrecked me. Wrecked me. Uh, It destroyed me. The thing is, like, you have kind of a hard life as a a working girl. You take the bus, you work, you work all day and all of that. But the magic of fiction is... When she's in the workhouse, I mean in the workhouse, the in workhouse. the sweatshop, I don't know where she's, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a nice place where she was yeah. working. Yeah, a milliner's shop, I think it milliner's was, they make I don't hats. think it was a sweatshop, but no. I imagined her like, oh, Lily Bart is working? I know. It I was, was like, tragic. Rosedale, oh, she's too refined, <laughs> you are working? I know. So, things are come to this, huh? <laughs> While we're in the mud ourselves. Yes, exactly. We're like dogs. Yeah. Working. And still hurting for Lily Bart. Do you know the, the impression it gave me? while you were on yes, the bus. Yes, and people were asking me if I was alright. And you're like, oh, Lily. <laughs> Lily's dead. I can't. Do you know what impression it gave me, the book? And it reminded me of another piece of art that gives you the same feeling. Yeah of inevitable falling and the frustration and you see the spiraling down into absolute chaos and hell yeah. and you can't stop it because you're just reading or watching <laughs> it gave me the impression that Requiem for a Dream gave me for some reason really? yeah I, it, the same feeling I'm not talking about the scale of the tragedy yeah because of the scale of the tragedy I mean yeah, the, although I'm she talking... does end up a junkie exactly I, I don't know there was something in the, the, the downward spiral that was very similar because you kind of they give you small moments of hope. 
that it will get better and you really want it to get better and you get frustrated with her with the, with the characters yeah you you really want her to fight to do something to get her out herself out and you can't do anything she does things oh, but the Lord. wrong things oh the very wrong things and there's something her, she's so self-assured even when things are yeah. going wrong and so and you see what's happening this is yeah. there is such a sense of doom but she's the only one that doesn't seem to uh, see doesn't it. seem to realize it and i think this comes to th- something that's very interesting it's the disadvantage in some ways of being born very beautiful you think i think so because we w- this is something that has been established from the first pages yeah that Lily she's Bart very is beautiful. gorgeous and she she's, knows it and she knows it and she knows how to use it and she thinks this is her main strength that's what will get her always out of trouble the fact that she's beautiful and I think this sort of incredible advantage gives her a, a, an incredible sense of entitlement. I don't think it comes from the fact of being born beautiful, rather from the fact that her mother yeah. taught her that this is your... You should count on that, and this mm. is this is how we should get back in, into society, uh, because they were falling at the end. But she did say to her daughter, that, with a face like that, we'll be back in no time. Yes, you'll save us. Yeah, putting that burden on her, on exactly. her beauty. Yeah, and I think when a parent tells you that this is your value, mm. it doesn't mean. I mean, I guess you could be very beautiful, maybe to that degree, mm. and still be grounded. Although I am, I agree with you. It, it it would be harder to be grounded because she is entitled. She's completely entitled, out of touch with many things, and the thing is with with being born that beautiful i think is some things come easy to you many things come easy to you we love beauty as human beings Mm. we love beautiful people we think better of them we think them more efficient we think them better kinder when they sometimes blatantly aren't and i think with this kind of reaction you don't get time to grow up as a person if things just keep coming to you you don't really get ready for the hardships of life when that beauty isn't available anymore yeah i think one of her main problems is that she cannot sit with her thoughts she really lacks introspection sometimes and i think uh, yeah there were passages like that where she makes up her mind to do something and she kind of discovers it while she's doing it that she's made the decision that it's already made Like, let's say when she was, uh, I don't know, taking uh, Bertha's letters, putting them in her uh, bosom to, uh, and going out. Yeah. She was, she already, she's already made a decision, but it wasn't formulated, it wasn't expressed. It wasn't thought out, it's And true. then she sees, she passes Selden's house, and her mind has already changed. But oh. again, it was not, never uh, thought out, like, really, she took the time... And, you know, debate with yourself, as you, mm. as we do, especially for decisions as big as all that. Like, at the end, we don't know why. Why didn't she use letters? Why did she burn them? This we is... don't know many things. Till yeah. the end, I think, even the uh, ambiguity at, of her suicide, I say suicide, some people would say uh, accidental overdose. What do you think? I think it was an unconscious suicide, sort of. Unconscious. Yeah. Exactly. She lacks introspection to that point. Yeah. I think we don't know because she doesn't know. This is what makes it so frustrating. She's a real um. tragic character. I think in the vein of uh, Madame Bovary, in the vein of Anna Karenina. Yeah. And they yeah. both end up dead. 
they uh, they have something tragic in them from the beginning, and you feel it with uh, Lily Bart. Although she is kind of she has a lightness to her. She's uh, just this uh, society girl. It comes from the fact that she's so unconscious of her doom. Even if you see it, that sense of lightness comes from that because she doesn't realize that she's going running toward her death. Well, it starts with social death. Yeah, which would be even then. The thing is, she at every turn. She has ways of redeeming herself. Mm. Every turn, even at the end, even when she's, uh, well, for her it would be the slums. She's in the slums. <laughs> in that beautiful boarding house. I'm sure it's yeah, beautiful. I'm sure. With the maids coming up to you and bringing yeah. you breakfast. What the hell? <laughs> Because there and was still were crying for her in the yeah, bus. Yeah, there was crying for Do her in the bus. Do you have an Irish maid? I don't have a goddamn Irish maid. <laughs> I was like, at night, in a bus, and I was crying for Lily Bard. Yeah, even till the end, she still could have had Rosedale and his millions. Yeah. So or spoke to Selden. I still feel this... Oh, oh this I'm gonna say something. Get, get, get to Selden. <laughs> Fuck Selden. Okay. Really? What, what do you think? Because the Honestly, book opens... From Selden's point of view, not mm. with Lily. It opens with Selden. He sees her at the station. And he sees her and he, he thinks he has this fleeting thought, I don't know why, that she might be waiting for someone. So kind of no being nosy, he acts as if he tries to pass her in a way that she would see him. And maybe he would give her the option to avoid him or to come to yeah, him. That's not nosy. That's what? what society does. No, he went out of his way. It wasn't yeah. on his way. No, but it's not nosy. The thing, mm. the thought was that if she needs help, she will call out. If she doesn't and she's waiting for someone, oh. she doesn't. <laughs> you know, All I love right. how your first thought about anyone talking to anyone or looking at anyone, <laughs> that bitch is being nosy. Why is he getting up in my business? I thought he was getting up all, uh, all up in her business. No, you dislike people, that's all. No, I dislike Selden. I'm not sure. The thing is, I don't feel as close to him as we felt close to Newland. Because we were in his thoughts. You dislike right. him, you like him, but you understand him. You kind of feel him. But this one was kind of an accessory. But he's not, though. Because the end of the book is all about him. And I think every important chapter in Lily's life was all about him. And every failure was because of him. Partly, of course. The part that he was in some ways as selfish and just as blinded as everybody. What do you mean? By the, by the appearance of things. Oh, by the appearance he, of her. Yeah. He oh, puts of... his... Uh, of her and the situations he seems to be in. Like that situation that compromising. started... Uh, compromising situations, yeah. Uh, like that time, that started everything nearly when he saw her get out of Guest Trainer's house. And I hate these kind of characters. They seem to think something and they never try to follow up. I didn't like the dialogue between Selden and uh, Lily because it was always strange. There was nothing said outright. Some things were. Yeah. Like, I like their first encounter. You feel like there is something there because she goes up to his apartment. Again, it's kind of a, a faux pas for him to ask her to come up because he is, even though he has a job and he's kind of on the fringe of this society uh, life, she's fully in it, although she's, you know, like a poor parent that that lives Pass off around. of these people. Yeah, she How lives off of them. horrible was that? Horrible. But the thing is, she was paying for it. It's That's not like she wasn't paying. It's not like yeah. she... And she says it to, uh, I think, to Carrie Fisher at some point that uh, people think... I'm not sure to Carrie Fisher, uh, to whoever that people think we live off of the rich. But we do pay our way. Yes, a bit. and everybody knows the tra what the transaction is. Yeah, she did have 
to give tips she did have to buy beautiful gowns and jewels to be presentable as mm. she should be to be accepted in that kind of society and the de the gambling uh, debts you know she was ruined by it so kind of she was kind of buying her way in it's not mm. to be with these people that are just unbearable that's the kind of why i liked selden yeah. because i felt he was he he was conscious of what society is and he was uh, smart enough to keep himself sort of on the fringe in yeah. and out he kept himself safe he was intelligent enough to know exactly what these people were about and he he gave her his hand many times when? at least twice to when? get her out in bellamont when he screwed the... her potential marriage and he has nothing better to to offer no he did say if i could if you would have me i would be I would give you everything. It was never outright. It was never really said. He didn't say really because say she outright. said you would marry me, and he laughed and said but no. Imagine as a woman that he he laughed at that. She yeah. said that as an absurd notion. She didn't say it seriously either because she knows he won't offer her what she's looking for. She's known to be looking for a rich husband. He because he isn't. He's not going to offer her that. And I know it's all very cryptic and stuff. It is cryptic. I don't understand why they don't... They're, they're kind of frustrated. This is one of the parts that is, are very frustrating. The not saying outright things. Not asking questions when they really need to be asked. And the other time, after... After the uh, tableau, yeah, oh, no, no, after, no, after the tableau. tableau vivant, that was also a moment. They just kissed. He, he asked, never asked her. He asked her to meet him. Yeah, to meet. Outright for asking her. He could have asked her then. They do things in a very strange way, but even Lily realizes that twice he gave her a way out, and she didn't take it because again she doesn't really know what she wants. That's another thing that's really annoying with her. She says she wants the rich husband and to be really entered into the society. God only knows why. And I really think it's not her speaking. It's the weight of her mother. I think so. The too. horrible expectation that oh, that bitch with her dislike of dinginess or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I think she was very young. Probably from a child. From a child, probably. I think it's her trying to really win the approval of her mother. She's just keeping her mother's legacy. Because you see, every time she has had so many, it would be easy for a lily bar to get a rich husband. It is she strange, could, because yeah. at the beginning of the book, she's described as this incredibly beautiful woman, and she's 29 and not married. And she's been out. It's not like she was 29 and keeping uh, at home all the time, like she's uh, a Mary from uh, Pride and Prince. No, no, no. Yeah. She's out. She's been out for 11 years. Yeah. And out for her is running around all the time. Like, not just going from time to time to a party. No, living at people's houses and meeting yeah. new people all the time. And... And going to Europe and all of that. And she couldn't have a... It's said in the book many, many times that, that she, she has had, had so many opportunities. So many opportunities. Didn't take one of them. And then we really see with our eyes the opportunities that she she sabotages herself. Yeah. You feel she doesn't really want this life. But she doesn't know how to get out of it. Because of her education. Because of the childhood she's had. Getting What is getting out of this life? Because she is materialistic. She does say that uh, I am poor and very expensive to Selden at the beginning yeah. of the book. So she, this is completely, frankly, exposed. She is materialistic. She loves comfort. She loves beautiful things. Mm. And she thinks she deserves beautiful things. And maybe she does. I don't know. Maybe because she appreciates them more or whatever. Yeah, that's what she thinks. She thinks because she, she has this artistic sensibility. The thing is, what is the option for her? Because you say the quality of Selden is for him to be on the fringe, just 
uh, not to be completely overwhelmed by this society, and he doesn't want to win their approval. He doesn't. He just comes in and out, and mm. he ha he works. He has a profession. That's the heart, actually. It's not like Libart, like in luxury, could decide to start up a business, start working, or whatever. Like uh, the options we have now as modern women. I think it's it was because of that, about oh, that yeah. rather. There is a great sense of injustice. Because even, like, working-class girls are better prepared than her. At yes. least they were prepared for something. Because mm. when she was working as a hat trimmer, or yeah. everyone was more skilled than her. And the thing is, like, starting that in your 30s and competing with girls who had been brought up to be that, probably from childhood, mm. this was going to be their life. Her life was to be an object of uh, admiration. That's her purpose in life. And it's so vague. Yeah. And what is the talent that comes with it? She doesn't have talent. She does have... Um, social you know, social Yeah. She knows how to handle very difficult situations. Embarrassing, humiliating. Mm. She gets out of it. She knows how to. Even with that, those skills, she still gets herself in horrid situations, one after the other. And she is the victim of uh, people that are more skilled. than Well, not more skilled, but... I think more vicious. More nasty, yeah. Uh, like Judy Trenner said yeah. about Bertha. What a name, Bertha. It suits the bitch. Exactly, Bertha. Yeah. You imagine her like thick and stout. <laughs> she's never described, but I think she's she must be a pretty woman. I don't care. She's thick and stout. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your big Even Lily Bertha. is not described. Yeah, it's true. We just know she is incredibly beautiful. But since uh, when uh, they did that uh, Tableau Vivant, she was uh, Mrs. Lloyd by Reynolds. Oh, yeah. And I I saw the picture. Oh. It's a beautiful woman kind of statuesque brunette. So, um... Uh, Judy Schreiner says it about Bertha. She says that uh, Lily is ten times more handsome and more clever than her, but she isn't nasty. Yeah. She's not vicious enough. And I like it because... It reminds me of the phrase uh, Martin Scorsese used mm. to describe the society of the age of innocence. He said refined violence. Yeah. And she, she's not willing to use violence, refined as it is. At the end, really we find isn't. her uh, strangely principled. That's the thing. And she, many times, when she's ready to do something really nasty, but that will absolutely and definitely get her out of her bad situation, mm. and she's not willing to do it. And then at the end, when she says to Selden that his memory, the memory of him, rather the pedestal I think she put him in as someone principled, and some, as someone good, as opposed to the other entity of the society she wants to get back in, mm. and the, the, the viciousness that she, she, that she sees every day. And she says that it's his memory and his thought, the thought of him, that kept her from becoming that. Uh, the only thing that I don't understand in the book, uh, for me, the contradictions of Lily's character are normal, you know. It's the dual thought that you find in any complex human being. And mm. the fact that you are, there is a push and pull and there is unconscious things from her, from her childhood and the things implanted in her. Mm. And things that she deeply really wants to. So if she saw a, sh a shrink, maybe she would have been able to uh, sort her life out. But yeah. yeah, she doesn't know. She doesn't even know that this is the problem. We can see it. So that side doesn't bother. Although she is frustrating, but that side doesn't bother me. The side that does bother me is her relationship with Selden. And why, as you say, she puts him on pedestal. Because to me, for me, he doesn't deserve it. And never did. 
And the fact that he can come in and out of that kind of society, corrupt society, is just a luxury that he can afford himself afford being man. a man with a profession. Absolutely. I I'm not sure that. like she could have had a profession if she were allowed. But I'm sure she would have been maybe um, maybe she has an eye for uh, scenery, you know, like in, in the theater, I imagine, mm -hmm. or in the... I don't know. Were there were there a great working woman at the time, apart from outside of the simple working class? Because she's not good at that, clearly. Uh, of course, it's unimaginable to see a woman lawyer or of a course not. lady That's... doctor or yeah. lady lawyer. <laughs> that <lady>. doesn't exist. <laughs> no. But uh, for someone who's um, intelligent, you could do something on your own, like Edith Wharton writing, like, mm. or uh, women who would just invent in the house, like helping themselves out with domestic appliances, like someone who has a knack for something, has the free... But to be your profession... Your profession means it's recognized by society. It's not a hobby. Exactly. Oh, she, you get paid for it. Yeah, she doodles. <laughs> and she's really a painter, but your husband says, oh, she doodles. Because she doesn't oh sell, God. so of course she's a doodler. Yeah. <laughs> or she writes and she doesn't sell, so she just, you know... She, she has an artistic mind. Exactly. Uh, oh, the wife, she has an artistic <laughs> mind. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It is the meaning. It is. Yeah, you feel the... Um, now, having a shop where she could sell hats or, yeah. uh, you know, or dresses or whatever, something that she has an eye for, and she could... Actually, what she would sell is her signature, not really exactly. her work. That's, yeah. But when she thought about it, it was already too late. The thing that's frustrating... <laughs> we use frustrating so much. Yeah. Like you said, she's not being prepared for that. No, she not wasn't. Not even that line of thought that I'm going to go out of this horrible, horrible situation that I put myself in by my own means. Mm. I will think of a solution. She doesn't even do that. She just scrambles desperately. No, you need clear thinking for that. And exactly. she never has that. And she is not a long-term thinker. No, not at all. She really thinks in the immediate... Uh, and she doesn't think about the consequences. Like, when she, she has problems... There's a solution that presents itself. She doesn't really think about it. just goes that way. Mm. And when there is... Of course, it's not going to work out. She doesn't think about, okay, long term, what can I do? Long term. Not just yeah. go with these fam these circle of people and then the other circle of people. and Drifting. Until her name becomes mud. Oh, my Lord. There was such a slow descent into hell that... It... Slow descent and she's all the time unconscious of it until the end. Yeah. You know what the tragedy is? is that when you play a game, but you're not ready to play by the rules, you're not ready to sacrifice parts of you, but you still want the prize of that game, it's not fair. That's exactly. what Lily does. It is completely absurd. Yeah. She wants this. She's not ready to be nasty and vicious and violent as they all are, because this is a competitive word. And she doesn't do it, and that's why she's frustrating. She's really annoying, because make up your mind, woman. Either you want it and you do everything you are you have in your hands to get to that goal, to get the prize of the game, or you get out of it completely. That, yeah. The lack of introspection you think about, you talk about, is because you never think about what she wants. Why does she want these things? Is she ready to do everything to get these things? Because if she was, she would have got them years ago. She would have gotten that, I don't know, they talk about Italian, Italian prince, prince and, and things. Uh... Yeah. An English uh, aristocrat. Yeah. Exactly. She she could have been flying very high, but that's the problem about not knowing what you want exactly and why you want it. It's being directionless and drifting is really horrible in life because this is what Lily is. 
you don't really know and so you don't really do your utmost to get it and they talk about it she's been drifting since she was a kid but the thing is i don't understand why she doesn't want to get married and i mean i understand it's a base way to get to what you want your comfort like, suppose today you you want to get ahead in life by marrying a rich man i would mm. think it's base but at the time the world is so is set in such an unfair way that it's it's free game it's the Be only way yeah mm. it's her right even because uh, and even men recognize that even men like they don't mind yeah it's men a, like rosedale was openly like yeah i offer yeah. you money you offer me social status it's a transaction it's a transaction does she think it's vile and that's why she doesn't do it? In which case it's strange because uh, this society doesn't offer you any options. So you better take that. Or what exactly? That's the understand. thing, the strange thing that we see and that's very surprising is that she's principled. It comes out sort of nowhere and you don't understand how in God's green earth could she have grown up to be that. She doesn't hurt other people. Simple as that, I think. That is true. That is true. I think her fault, you could be principled and respected in that milieu, even in that corrupt society. Mm. But her problem is she goes to the edge. She does compromising things along mm. the way. When she found herself uh, with Bertha on that yacht, mm. and she was thrown out in the most horrible scene in the book. Yeah. That so much was, that because one... I saw it. I yeah. saw how it was happening. And I'm sure Bertha was loud when she says it. You imagine her being loud and entitled and you get so angry because you know what Bertha is. Such a piece of dirt. And you, you see that someone has the power to really put her in her place and Lee doesn't do anything. She had to pay. She had to be sacrificed to Bertha. Yes. But why does she really accept it kind of? She, it, it is unfair, but there is a part of acceptance in her because she thinks, what was I there for in the first place? I accepted the terms. The mm. terms were... Distract my husband. Don't have an mm. affair with him. Just distract him. He's a fool. He's tedious. It's really hard to spend time with him. Yeah. Distract him so I could have my affair with the little... Your boy. Netty. What's his name? There's a lot of Netties. Ned. He's Ned. 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 Ned I was Simpleton. gonna... <laughs> Jackson. I was gonna say Ned Simpleton. <laughs> it is Ned Simpleton. Yeah. There's a definite um, parallel between Ned Silverton and... Uh, I'm not sure it's Silverton. Simpleton. Let's just say Simpleton. Between Ned Simpleton and Lily. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think he's uh, in as much as a dire situation as she is in. <gasps> At the end, she saw his sisters yeah. going to work oh, to pay yeah, his debts. Oh, yeah, that's debt. true. Little shit. <laughs> yeah, Simpleton. Yeah. He did worse than Lily, actually. Lily hurt herself. As a man, he can always... At that time, pick himself up. I mean, he could get pick a up... job. You. Oh, get a job? Really? No, Have we come to that now? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Worst case scenario, he would get a job, and it wouldn't have to be uh, as a be worker. Even a real job, like uh, what we saw in and Archer being a lawyer. Right. Just, uh, you know, the prestige of having his name in the company. Exactly. I'm not sure Selden is the same. I think he really works because I don't think he really... Does he have a kind of um, from birth? Does he have a social standing? I'm not sure. Uh, if he has uh, an entree into that word, I think he must, he must have. Because he's yeah. poor, so why the, how does exactly. he have an entree? So yeah. it must and be he's sought after. It's not that... Uh... He is sought after. Mm. In a strange way. Why? You don't really understand. He's not a rich heir or anything. He's really actually a lawyer. Gentleman lawyer, if you want. But why is he sought after by society? Uh, when did we see it happen anyway? Oh, every time there is uh, Judy Turner inviting him to Belmont. That, at the beginning, then... because Bertha wanted him. That's all. 
no, Umbrella Fellow is going to be says, disagreeable. No, because no, Ju- I think Judy mentioned something that uh, like uh, we always invite him, but he never he From never Bertha. comes. Oh, okay. I think he was avoiding Bertha. Yeah, he was. Avoiding. And she was trying to. I understand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why for me, where does he come off judging Lily? Because that's the thing, and it reminded me of Newland Archer, the way he mm. was judging her all the time. Every yeah. time he sees something. That could be wrong, but could be nothing. You know, like coming exactly. out of Gus Trenner's house. Okay, he, they Very, know that yeah. Judy is not in uh, mm. in town, and Gus Trenner is alone in the house. It's obvi- obviously shut up house. Yeah, like, the situation looks all wrong, but it looks wrong. But damn. give her the benefit of the exactly. doubt. It's your it's your friend at the end, just mm. your friend, even though ask. But you know, I like this. I really like this because it would have been unrealistic to have male leads being so comprehensive. Of, of of woman's difficulties. I think it's really realistic to have them think in that way because of the time. The fact that he he would have no understanding her of her plight. Exactly. He wouldn't. Why would she do that? Or that a woman would have this kind of problems at all? Yeah, being in debt to someone. Exactly. No, I get all of that. It's just so. Then I don't understand why does Lily put him in such a pedestal? And to me, he doesn't deserve it. First of all, at the end when she says that uh, twice he tried to save her, or try, uh, kind of twice he offered himself to her. In my point of view, he never did. I think he kind he of It's just he tells, and He tells her that um, I can only help you by loving you, or something like that. No, shut up, she has big problems. What is that? That he knows he can't really, he can't really help her because he doesn't have the money for it. He knows exactly what she wants. She never lied about it. She wants luxury and a big life and he can't offer but it. But he never came out like a man, like Rosedale, <laughs> came out and told her, okay, this is what I want. What you do know you what? want? You know what? I just got it. <laughs> what? You're not gonna like it, but what? I think it's true. <laughs> this is the way of the higher class, of the gentleman, yeah. of not saying things outright. Oh. We like the base. <laughs> we like the base middle class who says things in such a vulgar way. <laughs> we spell- like vulgar. <laughs> we like vul- We like things spelled out, no, and I seriously. think it's better. Yeah, yeah. I don't More like that kind of refined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's what uh, what how things are done. Things but are not said. The thing is, she understood. She understood that he offered himself. He offered himself yeah. up. Although I didn't see it, I saw that he was kind of flirting with her. As a middle her. middle class vulgar woman, you wouldn't <laughs> see it. <laughs> no, what I saw is she was flirting with him. He was flirting back, and he did kind of at the end when she was already in dire strait. He kind of told her that uh, I can only help you by loving you, and she answered kind of okay, you know, like uh, okay, keep loving <laughs> me, something like that. What are you gonna say to that? She's already yeah. in a bad, uh, in bad shape. But at the beginning, when she was al- still good at Belmont, mm-hmm. twenty nine, but still can do, can do things, can get married, can yeah. uh, can even land that uh, very oh, rich yeah. Percy Grice. The thing is with Lily, you kind of uh, root for something. You kind of become her because you root for her to land Percy Grice because you yeah. know that she needs it, and when you see him. And you know the life with him. You understand also her point of view. You know, when she says that... um, So she's talking when uh, she made kind of a date with him. And she realizes that she could not ignore him. She must follow up her success. Because she already had made uh, advanced with him on the train. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she already hooked him on the train. Now she must continue. She must follow up her success. Must submit to more boredom. Must be ready with fresh compliances and adaptabilities. And all on the bare chance that he might ultimately decide to do her the honor of boring her for life. 
This is such a great quote. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Because in the end, this is a mama's boy. Oh, yeah. Who's terribly. super boring. Who's, I think, pious. Not sure. Yes, he seems to be because you know the church thing. She has to fake going to church <laughs> to church, which she didn't. But if she's married to him, she's gonna yeah, she's do going it all to. the time. Yeah, and she ha- she faked the interest to his uh, book collection. But if she's married to him, she can't say, "Oh, I was faking it." Although the thing that was, I was surprised, kind of. You see the difficulty of the life of an unmarried girl. That she's twenty nine, and they still call her a girl. I didn't like that. Yeah, but you see the incredible freedom of married women. Oh, yes. I was surprised it's... by that. I thought they would be a bit more reined in, but nothing. I mean, not nothing, but running around, having affairs. Yeah, oh. And people maybe... were getting divorced. It's not like uh, at the time of uh, the mm. Age of Innocence, just a few decades earlier, mm. where divorce would have been a scandal. Here, they have divorce divorces in their own circle. It's strange. We have uh, pockets of, of like that in history, of uh, societies. The high societies especially been incredibly free. People cheat. Like, uh, cheating is a must, In let's say in France. Oh, no, no, no. I, I knew you were going to bring up the French. No, no, no. There's no, no example. French are yeah. special. No, they're no example. Maybe it's a cycle in societies. You get uh, moments of great uh, piety and then Mm. followed by more freedom. I think, no, like the game Bertha was playing was a dangerous game. It was a very dangerous game. Yeah. Because she she was... Because she was on the brink of divorce. She was. He was ready to divorce her. And he's a weak man. He's really a weak man. Uh, That's why she could afford to treat him that way. Mm. I understand how it would be horrible for Lily to be married to a man like Percy Grice. You know what you can see? But she could get married and then ignore him completely. Completely. Uh, You can see that she will, if she marries Percy Grice, Mm. she will become a Bertha. And I really didn't want that for her. I don't think so. She could have. Why? With that boring man on your side. But she doesn't have the meanness... And I don't even think she would have uh, Not the meanness, the just, uh, just the lack of thought. Yeah, but I don't think she would have gone to having affairs or something. Because she okay. comes to the brink, but it's really far from her it's to true. do things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to give you an example. When she was in Mrs. Hatch, uh, Mrs. Hatch's circle, the divorcee. Yeah. And this Mrs. Hatch, they were trying to marry her to, an, uh, to a Freddie von Osberg. So a really great family yeah. with someone who's rich, but who's an, a no one nobody and this is not a horrible horrible thing i mean it's questionable and lily was thought to be part of it at the beginning she didn't know what was happening and when she started to know well selden did come and warn her and then she she uh, ran away she ran away yeah and she renounced that position but it was already too late her name was already mixed up with it that's what she does wrong she goes into places she accepts a bit of a compromise a bit of something wrong. Yeah. Like what she was doing with Bertha and uh, George, her husband. Yeah. You know, distracting the husband so that the wife could have an affair. That's wrong. But it's not as horrible as really having the affair with him. Yeah. At the end, everybody thought she really ha- did have the affair with exactly. him. Exactly. Uh, there is a sense of always, all the time, a little too late with Lily. Yeah. Edith Wharton has such a talent with describing these, uh, these situations. Oh, she's an incredible writer. Oh, yeah. Her writing is so enjoyable. I know. Uh, there is something... I do have a quote at the beginning of the book. The only one that I noted because <laughs> then I stopped taking notes. So she says, There was nothing new about Lily Bart. Yet he could never see her without a faint movement of interest. This is at the beginning of the book when he sees her at the mm. train station. It was characteristic of her that she always roused speculation. That her simplest acts seemed the result of far-reaching intentions. 
what does that remind you of? I mean, who does that remind you of? Hmm, that her sure. simplest acts seemed... And this follows her all the time. I thought of Madame Olenska. Oh! Yeah, she's always yeah. suspected of doing things. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. By Newland Archer, that little... <laughs> And here it's Selden, because I can, uh, the beginning of the book is from the point of view of Selden. And all along the book we have these switches of point of view that are interesting. Mm -hmm. Most of the, the time, of course, we are with Lily, but uh, we're going to go back to Selden, I think, in Monte Carlo. And uh, I don't know who else, maybe Gertie, maybe. Anyway, she does that, but in such a subtle way that you don't even notice it. True. Even at the beginning, I thought we were going to be following Selden. Mm. He thinks, oh, maybe she's waiting for someone. Yeah. And then um, when she's asking about Americana, about the book collection, and he thinks, oh, why is she asking? Yeah. Always suspicious. And and that and then it's true. that he was right. <laughs> he was right in that. She was yeah. asking for Percy Grace. And then when he sees her coming out of Gus Trenner's house, of course, when he sees her in uh, the Riviera with uh, the Dorsets, also suspecting what's going on in that circle, what's going mm. on in that yacht. And till the end, when he was beside her dead body. Yeah, he saw the check. He saw, and... before the check, he saw a letter that was sealed already. Oh, yeah, yeah. To the Gus envelope Trenner. was sealed to Gus Trenner. Mm. So he thought she, Why he's she the write? last person she wrote to. And he kind of despised her at that moment. She was dead. How can you defend that man? Not Speak true. up for yourself. <laughs> I'm going out of this cupboard. He's scary right now. <laughs> you have a trend of really shredding the male leads. <laughs> no. No, no. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen uh, uh, next books, but uh, really here, hope. he did not earn the respect she gives him. Not really. I mean, as if I was a man... Mm. And I was really, uh, I realized what this society was. And I lived in the fringes and I kept myself safe. And here's this beautiful woman he who's is, so much part wh what of What do it. you mean he keeps himself safe? How? He's not in, yeah, 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 for sure. Because he can, he can, he's a man. And I, even I just, though, and even if he mingles with them, he won't be the object of so much speculation, of so course much not, gossip. never. Because he's, I know, unfair advantage from the first. Society is really vicious towards any misstep a woman can make, and they're watching all the time. Mm. But what I mean is, why would you take on a Lily Bart? Why would Who's, you what? Why would you take her on? Oh. Because she's part of it. She's so much in it, and she doesn't hide it. No, no, no. And she wants it. That's not what I reproach him. Mm. Not coming out and uh, marrying her. Yeah. That's not what I reproach him. I reproach him the fact that he comes out of the woods every time she almost hooks someone in, and he sabotages it. Because he's part of the sabotage. No, he never did sabotage no, no, no. anything clearly. No, not clearly. Of course not. Just by his presence. Well, she can't... It's, it's like the Bart we're talking about. She didn't want to stay with with him, she, we would have sent him on his ass. Yeah, yeah. And I went think, after Percy Grace. I think she really loves him. I don't think it's the other way around. Okay. First sabotage we see. It is a self-sabotage. So yeah. there is a part, what we talked about, I think, there is her lack of introspection. That she does this, what we, what you said, like her unconsciously, she wants to win the approval of her mother. She wants mm. to get back to that uh, world that she grew up in, really. Mm. And they lost. And her mother died before she could get it back. Now maybe if she does it, maybe she can win her mother's approval. Yeah. Like she be a good girl now. She did it with her beauty and she could get it. She could um, get a man with millions. And she works hard to get these men to be interested oh, in yeah. her. It's not that she doesn't work. It's not that mm. she's just beautiful and sitting and being admired. It's a hard no, job. It is work. 
and actually she herself calls it a career a oh, lot of yeah. times many times yeah. it is they call it a career very of strange what? strange yeah and of course there is the the ill treatment that comes from society of course there is a backstabbing especially from birth habit there is mm. and then even judy turns and what gus trainer does to her so all of that but the seldom part what happens? What is the first sabotage we see at Belmont? She spends the afternoon with him while she tells, uh, uh, what's his name? Percy. Yeah. While she tells Percy Grace that she's uh, ill and that she has a headache or something and she must yeah. get to her room and then she goes out with Selden. Yeah. And this throws out the whole thing. Uh, wait a second. Mm. She tells Percy Grace she has a headache. Mm-hmm. Not because of Selden at all. Just because she didn't want to go with Selden because there was no plan with Selden at that moment. No, there she, was. No, there wasn't. No, 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 there was. There she wasn't at all. Okay. She was supposed to meet Percy Grace to, uh, Percy Grace to go to church. Yeah. And wake then go up for early a walk. And then go for a walk. What does she do? She does wake up planning to go to church. This is Lily. Like, she's doing things in, yeah. a, in a direction and then she goes off to another direction. Yeah, she goes down and finds him with Bertha. No, she goes down looking for him. Yeah. On the purpose... What did you say? It's not... So I meant he he's not the one who proposed. She went looking for him. But he came for her. Yes, he did. He didn't come for Bertha. He came no, for he her. No, he came for her. Okay. Being the intelligent man he is, he must know that she shouldn't sabotage, she shouldn't miss a date with Percy Grice. She shouldn't show herself Why would it be his him? responsibility to know what she should or shouldn't do? She chose to go with Selden because she really doesn't know Percy, doesn't want to Percy Grice. Yeah. So why would he want. be responsible for her... Sabotaging her own scheme. I think she has a weakness for him. So does he. I think in that moment he's starting to really be fascinated. He's in a stage of fascination. Just like Newland Archer was with Madame Olenska. I'm trying to think of other instances of him doing the same thing. Him coming at a very inopportune moment and judging her. Who was she trying to land after Percy Grice? Because I remember at some point uh, her not being able to act... Oh, in no. her party girl ways because he was there. That was the moment with Rosedale and Gus Trenner mm-hmm. in the marriage. Uh, Gus Trenner was coming and to telling her that he made her five four thousand dollars. Yeah. And she felt ashamed because Selden was here. He was just standing by the window. And she felt ashamed that she had to cozy up to Rosedale because Gus Trenner asked, asked it of her as a favor. Oh, because right. Because he had the tips. Again, again. Like, Selden is in this moral high ground. And she's not. She's yeah. trying to reach him. I don't think he is. And I don't think he deserves to be treated that way. Because, just might I remind you, he was Bertha's yeah, yeah, boy yeah. toy for years. Not just an instance. It happens it's once. True. No, it was a liaison. It, ha- it was, I think, for four years he was her boy toy. Selden. Lawrence Selden. I don't think he was a boy toy in the same way as uh, an Eddie as ne- Simpleton. <laughs> As Ned Silkwinson is? Yeah. No, he was in the same way. What do you mean? It was sleeping with a married woman anyway. Yeah, disgusting completely, but Bertha is disgusting. Yeah, but he was sleeping with a married woman. Okay, okay. So where does he come off to judge her? She didn't sleep with anyone. I mean, she didn't sleep with Bertha, first of all. (laughs) That's an accomplishment, all right? Yeah, it's not like Uh, he, uh, he slept with any married woman. He slept with Bertha. I know. Yeah. Why should she take his uh, advice and his opinion? And it's so important because all along I never saw him. I never read any wise words from him. I don't understand. He he warned her about Gus Trenner. 
He didn't know anything about the business of the land in No, he didn't know about the money exactly, but he did say something about the company. And he did warn her about Miss, uh, Mrs. Hutchinson. Mrs. Hatch? Uh, Mrs. Hatch. No, that Mrs. at Hutchinson. the end, yeah, because it was yeah. known. It was known and she didn't know. This is kind of very sad, because in many ways she's an innocent. Oh, she is an innocent. Yeah. I think she's really tragic character in that way, because she has all the appearance of guilt. Oh. But in truth... She's an innocent. Yeah. And she was it. kind of a sacrificial lamb at the end. Do you think it's because she's beautiful? Why? We assume that she's so desirable that getting things the easy way would be the logical route for her in that society. Would they think that? Is it because of that? Why, no. the, why, why does she have the appearances of guilt all the time? Because she puts herself in bad situations. Mm. True. I think she could have been with her beauty if she was haughty. Mm. But then again, I don't think she could have afforded that because she needed to earn her... Kind oh, of earn her keep. Completely. Earn her keep, yeah, yeah. It's kind of disgusting because she could have been doing any real work. I mean, anything she has talent for. I don't know what she could have done, but... She could have been great diplomat. <laughs> or even what uh, Carrie Fisher was doing, a social secretary. Yeah. She was doing great work and uh, Lily is like a fish in water in that. Like, it's her domain. And she was trying... You know, I didn't think at the first, at the start of the book, that I would end up having a like for Carrie Fisher. It is one did. of those surprising things. I, I, I don't know. I respected her by the end because she tried very hard to pull Lily. I think there are two realists in the book, and it's Carrie Fisher and Rosedale. Oh yeah, and Rosedale, you know, being the middle class woman that we are. What? He was, he was enjoyable. He was refreshing in his uh, directness. Oh yeah, I liked it. And it's not just about, uh, you know, I didn't like his... Uh, he was gross, and I didn't like that. Yeah. Our first encounter with Rosedale, I really hated him. Because, again, the nosiness. Mm. You know, when he told her, oh, I didn't know there were dressmakers here. And she said, yeah. like, I came to see my seamstress. And he said, uh, I happen to own the building. But he didn't say, like, I'll try to you a lion. But he... In kind of a threatening way. Threatening way. So yeah. I thought he was he was vile, that man. Yeah. And I thought, oh, man, why didn't she give him something for him not to come back at her? Yeah. And at the end, he never did. That's so strange. You know, I didn't think about it. No, he never did. And when she was uh, completely trampled by everyone... He still stood by her side, actually. He came to see her. Yeah. I mean, in a horrible... In the slums, he came to see her. <laughs> I liked that he was kind of hurt for her. <laughs> and remember Gus Trenner, when he started giving her money mm. and he started calling her Lily, he started taking liberties and touching her. Yeah. Rosedale never did. She was Miss Lily till the end to him. Although he knew everything. He knew so many kind of compromising things. From the first, for episode one, he saw her coming out of the of a man's building, of yeah. a bachelor's yeah, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm starting to think? That yeah. it would have worked well for both of them. I think it would have been a better end I think than so. being sacrificed to that little shit Selden. Because I think she sacrificed herself to Selden. No, I don't think so. Do you think because I she think didn't she want to hurt because No, no, I I'm talking so. about the letters. No, I think in general. I really think even if it was any other name, even if it was Nettie Simpleton, I think she just doesn't, doesn't have it in her to do something that filthy. But we're not talking about publishing, I mean, uh, coming out with letters like yeah. uh, letting, showing them to people. Mm. We're talking about going privately to Bertha and saying, hey, cut that shit because this is what I have. And it's completely deserved. I mean, maybe I am a base person, <laughs> but or maybe I'm not principled enough. Because she's so principled that she, that she won't even do that after what Bertha is doing to her. You know, she was yeah. hunting her down. Absolutely. That's what disgusted me. She's so high up, so safe, Bertha. so secure, yeah. 
that she doesn't even realize the consequences of her actions, that she's really pushing someone to misery. It's not that, uh, hey, I'm going to uh, peg down my rival a few notches. Mm. No, she's going for the kill. Yeah, for the no kill because she, realistic reason. If she were, like, attacking Judy Turner, it would have yeah, been a little, exactly. little mean girl stuff. I don't know mm. what, what that would be, but yeah, it's yeah. stupid. But here, attacking Lily, especially attacking someone who doesn't retaliate... It's horrible. It's horrible. It, yeah. But wouldn't you agree that Selden has something to do with it? The fact that the letters were addressed to him? No, I don't really think so. I think Lily is really uh, wouldn't have done it to anyone. She was going to do it. She was about to do it. When does where yeah. does she burn the letters? At, At her place. place. At his place. In his fire. Mm. F- fireplace. Yeah. I said place twice. It sounded weird. <laughs> Yeah, she does it at his place. I think so. I think maybe. there is a symbol, a clear thing there. Because she was about to, she was going to. She don't went out to go to Bertha. That she didn't do it. Yeah. No, I don't think. I think she should. I think she's materialistic enough that she would have been happy with the Rosedale's millions. Now, she missed her chance many times. So, she should have had Rosedale when it would have been on an equal footing. Exactly. Because it would have been like... Uh, it wouldn't have been like the Italian prince who doesn't need her. Mm. Rosedale needed her. So that's kind of better yeah. for the couple because they would have been on an equal footing. He needed her uh, for his social status when she wasn't very tarnished. Mm. As they, she said at the beginning, people are starting to get tired of me. But that's all. At that yeah. stage, she could have had Rosedale and with his millions and her name, it would have been would a have good been, deal. A good yeah. deal. And I don't think she deserves better. <laughs> but that's the confusing thing about Lily. You don't understand her mind or what she wants. And she doesn't either. I think because if Sheldon she... in, is in the way. No, I think because she's messed up. Really going after him. What the hell, woman? It's not always the dude's fault. No, I'm not no. saying it's always the dude's fault. This dude's fault. No, I don't think so. I think she's messed up from the first. I think it's her mother's fault. It's her weak father's fault. It's the confusion she was in. She grew up in. The drifting. The constant drifting. She doesn't know what she wants. And she's just going from jumping from one thing to another. You're right. You're right. You know why you're right? Because I just remember something. We're told... Selden is told, I think, by Carrie Fisher... That she had that opportunity with the prince. And then came his stepson. Oh yeah, that was that was so strange. And she sabotaged herself with the stepson. And it was a scandal. She yeah. flirted with his son. That was disgusting. You're right, because she was doing it before Selden. She was yeah. doing it, Selden was n- nowhere to be seen. He's not probably didn't know him even then. That's why I think the letters wouldn't have mattered. Okay. Do you understand something? Do you understand why is Rosedale portrayed to be so vile? Oh, you know what? I have a great thing about that. Yeah. I read uh, from the first lines, and it repeated itself many times in the way she talked about uh, Rosedale, Edith Wharton. Oh, but him being Jewish. Yeah. Rosedale with that mixture of artistic sensibility and business astuteness which characterizes his race. Oh, yeah. And she says this many times. Yeah. So I think there's... His a race, whole, his blood. Yeah, a whole prejudice going on. Oh, yeah, and it's uh, freely written. Yeah, it's anti-Semitic. Why yeah. is it weird to you? No, it wasn't weird. I don't think it's weird. It's just fascinating to read it. Oh, uh, yeah, today, this openly yeah. anti-Semitic... Uh, oh, completely. It's incredible. But it's not like um, some things are uh, formulated... It would be a compliment, really. You know, when you say that someone has an artistic sensibility, it's not an insult. But... Pairing this with as every one of his race, yeah. I think in that milieu it would have been completely normal. And I think the fact that he's shunned being Jewish is part of it. 
being nouveau, yeah, of yeah. course. The fact that he doesn't have, a, he's not a, from an old New York family, of course. But the fact that he's Jewish must be part of it. Mm. And maybe Lily doesn't like him. It would be really degrading for her to be married to him. Maybe that's part of it also. The fact that he's Jewish. I don't know. It's not stated. I think she dislikes him as a person. She's disgusted yeah. by him. Yeah. First scene, when she meets him, I understood the disgust. I was disgusted also. Yeah. Yeah. But then when he came back and back and when he came with his offer. So first offer of marriage happens. So how did it happen? Oh, yeah. After that uh, evening when they had the uh, tableau vivant. And she was hit, Lily was such a hit. Mm. Again, who came out of the woods? Selden. <laughs> Ruined her moment. Like, kept her apart. Not really. Oh, you're, you're biased against him because he no. was Bertha's fuck toy. Okay. No, it's not that. Lily was in the middle of an absolute sea of gentlemen. If Selden was not there, I think without his judgmental eye, she could have banked on Rosedale or on someone else. No, I don't I know. Think, I'm just I think she was too high. Still too... Too high from the... Yeah, too high herself. Okay, so that happens. And then she goes because she uh, she got a, a telegram or a note, I don't know, a word, yeah. that Trenner... That Judy, that Judy, Judy Trenner her. wants her mm. in the house. She goes completely innocently, finds Gus Trenner uh, alone. When Selden goes looking for her... He hears that she went out to see Judy Trenner, but then someone says, no, Judy is not in town. So it kind of, what's going on? And then he sees her coming out of Gus's house, and he knows that he's alone in the house. What does Helen do? Flees, goes he to Havana. Away. Well, yeah, she sure. goes to Havana. What is she? You change countries? <laughs> Okay, this one we agree on. I hate that he doesn't ask. I hate this, uh, the, these misunderstandings. I yeah. hate that because of the lack of speaking. Goddamn talk, people. It's a letter away. A, God, a telegram. A pigeon away. <laughs> Send a letter. It's not that hard to communicate and to ask the right questions. Did you fuck him or did you not? What is going on? Come I, on, I don't people. think he could have said it quite like that. <laughs> did you fornicate with him? <laughs> did you fornicate? That's better. You're refined now. Exactly. Uh, so, to go back to when she went in the house and discovered that uh, Gus is alone. That was such a horrible scene. That was such a and scary Gus scene. is one of the violent men in this book. There is no redeeming quality to him whatsoever. Not like Rosedale. He's just disgusted. I don't know why I imagine him like bull-like. Yeah. Thick and red and yeah, violent. Yeah. Well, and, uh... he pulls a Harvey Weinstein on her. Oh, yeah. He blocks the door. <laughs> oh, He my blocks God. the door. And I think he even puts a chair between her and the door and sits down. Yeah. I mean, there is no out for you. And I, of course, he would overpower her if he wanted to. Yeah. I thought it would come... Like, if it weren't a, a novel written in, uh, you know, like a century ago, I would have expected a rape scene. Absolutely, yeah. Do you imagine... This is just a tangent, but do you imagine uh, there would be much repercussions for him if he did it? I don't think so. I'm not sure, uh, because I don't know much about it, but I don't think legal repercussions. Maybe societal repercussions? I think not even that. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I think it's always the woman's responsibility to keep these things at bay. Probably she wouldn't have said anything. And I think if the word got out, it would have been her this actress. Yeah, because what was she doing there and who would have believed that she didn't know her friends her friend was not in the yeah. house and he's rich so I thought I think yeah he would have gotten away with it anyway so he didn't do it and she had the um, she had the good sense of keeping an, an appearance of uh, normalcy when she came out she can she didn't come out to the house running you really admire Lily's talent to handle any situation that's <gasps> thrown at her in society if only she could oh, employ man. that talent yeah I don't know exactly what... Uh... But I think because she came, her starting point is, it, it's a demeaning for her to work in any capacity. You know what? This is the danger of phrasing poor kids 
like rich kids and making them think this is your right. I think her parents are horrible. Oh yeah, guilty of so, of her tragedy. There is their fault. The mother especially. Because they weren't to raise your child that way. You must be rich, like filthy rich, mm. and even probably not even rich from working. Because the father was working, yeah. probably family, riches, going back he centuries maybe. For you to yeah. raise a child like that, meaning it's really not very probable that your child would fall on hard times. Exactly, it's hard. For her, it was just for the father to, I don't know how he did, how he did, but he lost the money. And one of the worst scenes is the, the, the death of uh, Lily's father. Yeah. I don't he know. died alone. Despised. Despised. He kind of had a function. He failed. Now you're out. Yeah. Even before his death. Just... This is a bit of, of the tragedy of the male side of the story. We see the woman's hardships, but then the man's hardship. This is an example of it, but since it's uh, said in passing, you know, he's not a, co- he's not yeah. a character. It's in, in Lily's background that we hear about it. Mm. He was working, and he worked himself to death. Lily. Completely. Mm-hmm. Because of that woman he married. Yeah. So that's you're right when you're talking about this is the the hardship of men those who are working but I think in the book what you come out with is the hardship of women oh, because absolutely. really the men in this book at least those who were working apparently were doing speculation not work with yeah. their money that's Gus Trenner I think as mm. a speculator that's what he was supposed to do uh, with Lily's money uh, Rosedale of course. And uh, what's guy, his name, Willie or something. There was a Willie? There was a Willie. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. The names are starting to sound weird now to me. For some reason, I, Gus. Gus. Gus Tra- no, Gus Trainer, we talked about him. No, not Gus. Uh, guy was- Percy, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Grice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Percy Grice. Oh. <laughs> it is Grice. Do like- you think his- Grice is-, is his first name? No. No, What's Percy. his family name? Oh. Oh, come to bed, Grice. <laughs> oh, Percy is no better. You don't tell Percy Grice to come to bed. You pray together. <laughs> you just kneel before the bed. And then he goes to his mama. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, Percy Grice, of course, is family money. It's hard to feel for them because even Selden, who mm. works, doesn't seem like he's killing himself working. Uh, one character we did not touch on. Gertie. Yeah, Gertie okay. Farish. She, so. She's a bit tragic herself. Because she loves Selden? No, the tragedy of an ugly girl. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> okay, I oh, discovered dear. something. You always go back to beauty and ugliness. <laughs> I always go back to Selden. <laughs> and yeah, how hateful he is. We do have some obsessions. <laughs> it was it was really tragic because in the end, she's, she's such a good person. She is. She's a good, kind, logical, reasonable. And doing her good in the and world. And doing good work in the world. But she's not handsome. She's not Lily. And she doesn't get many things because she's not Lily. Yeah. I think she's better off in the end. I, I had like a, a quote about it because it, it, she talked about the endless stretch of solitude. And she saw herself as a solitary speck down this line. This endless stretch of nothing. With Gertie? Yeah. Maybe Lily was seeing her that way. But Gertie no, is Gertie doing a lot did of... see, No, Gertie did see herself like that in one moment of weakness. She looked around at her lonely apartment and her lonely life, and she saw the long stretch of it, of nothingness. Why? I mean, she does a lot of work. Yeah, Why I is think... it nothingness? Lily's life is nothingness. No, I think Gertie really wanted compa- companionship. Compa- solitude is horrible. What? Solitude. Growing up alone. Completely growing old alone. With nothing. No one. You're special. <laughs> 
that's one of the things that I found weird with Lily when she was at the end when she was in the boarding house. Mm. She was always coming back to the loneliness at the point of going out into the streets just not to be alone. I found it strange. Oh, maybe it goes back to what you said. What? Her inability to be with her thoughts. Oh, no, she can't. So maybe the loneliness... To be lonely, you have to be able to face your thoughts and be alone with them for a long time. Yeah. She wouldn't have been a tragic character mm. if it would have worked out. If she did the logical thing, got the letter, went to Bertha, married Rosedale, regained everything she had and much more. She wouldn't have been tragic. Yeah, but I don't think we need her to die. I mean, I didn't think I didn't feel the necessity of it. I felt like it was tragic in an unnecessary way although I did like that we never know we never know did she commit suicide knowingly or was it an accident but for me it would have been a much more realistic ending to I wanted her to fuck over Selden that's what I wanted (laughs) like Newland Archer was done for by May you know because he was so judgmental of her that he deserved to be given a lesson and May gave the, his lesson to Archer, and this one didn't get his lesson. That's all. <laughs> so it always come back to the dude. <laughs> Not really. I wanted her to fuck up Bertha. Yeah, right. But he was part I wanted of it. Bertha and, to uh, get something. Not really. I really didn't no, care that much. I, I think he was... Lily. I felt... Okay, just to settle my business with Selma. <laughs> I felt like he was disrupting her life. Didn't give her anything back. Didn't offer her anything. He never openly offered her shelter. Never. You and don't he do could that. Have. He could have when she was done for, when she was almost a beggar. He went to her and said, I'll take you to Gertie no. right now. No, he, he didn't offer himself. He, fo- he offered up Gertie. Why was he going to her place? Just to advise her. No. Oh, my Lord in heaven. What? <laughs> when was he going to her place? <laughs> when he found her dead. Oh. You forgot about we that. We don't know. Mm, yes, we, we do. Know. He says it repeatedly. In the subtle, non they don't state things, high class... Yeah. Non-vulgar thing. Bullshittery, yeah. He says they talked that evening and he was going to tell her the words he didn't say that evening. It's not the words. It's the word. What was that? I don't know. Marry me? That's words. No, because even her, when she was in her... Between sleep and... Yeah. uh, She felt like... I don't know. I think she went to sleep kind of peacefully because she felt like the word passed between them. I don't know what that word is. We're talking about that love, maybe. Ugh. We've got enough of that. You do not sound like an angry woman <laughs> at all. Nope. No, I'm not. I'm, I uh, I don't like the whole business uh, between them. Of love? <laughs> yeah, vague. Vague love. I like, uh, I, I like someone who comes out because... Yeah, Rose there. I think he doesn't really care that much about... But I think... But I think if you have a mess like Lily Bart... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you'd get yourself... Uh, bit bad. It's she like, is messed up. Yes, yeah, she's a hot mess. Okay, so uh, overall... Wrecked uh, the hell out of me. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Okay, so worst scene ever. Worst scene. Yeah, that gives you the shudders, like, ha ah, ah. ha. Oh, right. Well, there is a worst scene in a serious way, and a scene, yeah, that that is cringy. <laughs> okay. So the serious one is uh, when Gus corners her. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the danger. Mm. And I felt that, uh, you know, and I felt so horrible for her to be needing all of her skills to get out of that situation. Yeah. All of her skills. Why? Because of a simple fact. He's stronger than her. Yeah. That's all. It comes to a simple fact. He's an idiot. He's a beast. But at the end of the day, 
He could corner her. Exactly. And That's with what he all wants. of her skills. She, she barely could, got out. She barely, but because of her skills. Yeah. Because I think with a man like that, he wouldn't know if she if she had screamed, if she had appealed to his kindness, or if mm. she had flirted with him. There are so many options for exactly. her to get up. Yeah. As it happens, she chose the good one. But it could have gone the wrong, very wrong gone, way. Yeah, so that yeah. was horrid. Um, and there is uh, the Monte Carlo oh, yeah. scene. The, the yacht scene. Because it was like kind of her cousin, Jack Stepney. Was kind of, I, I imagined him being kind of far. And shouting to Lily, Lily, if you're coming to the yacht, if you're coming back to the yacht, you must come. And she was talking to people in a graceful yeah. way, as usual, <laughs> being beautiful and admired. And she hears Bertha say, no, she's not coming back oh to the yacht. Lord. That, that, was, that was humiliating. I felt it. Uh, but then again, I always felt the humiliation of Lily's uh, situation when she said that no one uh, extended her an invitation to stay with them. And she drifts when she doesn't have other people to stay yeah. with. That has been horrible all along. That you don't have a place that's yours to stay in. But you always depend. That is kind of tempered by the fact that she wouldn't want a dingy place. Yeah. Even if it's her own. Yeah. If it were someone who would say, just a place of my own, just a place, that's all I want. Close the door and be alone. Yeah. And not to be dependent on people. Exactly. No, she wasn't like that. No, she loved it. She loved the luxury that she could afford by being at other people's places. Yeah, I imagine. If I were in that situation, I'd rather be poor alone than living on some other people's luxury. Gertie Farish is much more well set in my mind. That's what I love, the fact that you get so swallowed up by the story. That you forget that Lily, till her dying day, <laughs> till the end, had a maid. She dismissed her own personal maid, but still. But at the boarding house, she had someone to bring her breakfast. And, exactly. Uh, oh and you forget God. about that, and you still, and you cried this about is, her in the bus. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Would you please stop? I'm gonna have a bad reputation. I do, I think. <laughs> After what? all the things. My reputation is, is wrecked. Oh, your name is Mud in this town. <laughs> So uh, uh, next time we're doing the movie and see you next time. I mean, all. you'll hear from us next time for sure. If, if she's you still do, alive. if no one dies. <laughs> if no one dies. <laughs>